I'm Drew Bedard, and this is Marketing That Works, a podcast about the tools, tips, and tactics that business owners and marketers need to wow their customers and grow their profits. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Marketing That Works podcast. I'm your host, Drew Bedard. With me again this week, back, Leighton Hart. Good to He's see you, Leighton. back. He's back. How are you, buddy? I'm, I'm fantastic. Good. Yeah, a lot of things going on with the Market Street Media uh, podcast network. Oh Good. Why don't you give us a quick update on that? So Holy we got a couple moly. couple things launched last couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's been wild. So we have uh, a lot of shows. Uh, Marketing that works better every day. Uh, Johnson City Living, Johnson City Small Business. Yeah, uh, understated launch today, which is um, which is fantastic. It's hilarious. Check it out. Understated, yes. female driven, funny. Yeah topical relevant it's so funny it's gonna be great and uh measure once cuss twice with seth thomas so yeah um a lot of activity in here and a couple shows in the pipeline too so just keep yeah. an eye on this space that's awesome man yes and johnson city living don't forget about that your podcast which is uh doing fantastic growing like a weed so that's awesome so our topic this week for marketing that works is gonna we're gonna do like a super tuesday edition so um if you're listening to this in the future we just came off of super tuesday in the united states which is the primary election but you can vote in either the democratic or republican party but of course for this time with the republican party sewn up for the 2020 election big day for the democrats so it's a big lead-up day so we have about three or four contests that lead up to super tuesday and then i was looking up the stats but it it has varied through the years but it's 16 or so somewhere between 12 to 18 contests on the same day and a lot of big states, a lot of big delegate states. But what we really wanted to talk about today was about the marketing of Super Tuesday. And Van Jones, a guy who contributes to CNN, but is, he's a political pundit who's on a lot of different stations, um, he said a statement the other night that really stuck with me. And that's what this, that's the topic I want to talk about today, which is he said, this day, Super Tuesday is really about three main candidates, but three particular marketing uh, approaches. And those are money, which was Bloomberg, a movement, which was Bernie, and momentum, which was Biden. Okay, so we come in, Joe Biden's got momentum because he wins South Carolina by a lot of points. And all of a sudden, he's like politically dead the week before. And, and the reason we're, I'm not talking about politics, talk about politics. Politics is a microcosm of marketing. Like, plain and simple, it is marketing and communications. If you effectively market your campaign, you can rise. If you don't, if you don't have a clear message, if you don't uh, identify with an electorate, you're not going to get elected. You're, you know, and you can say whatever you want about Donald Trump's politics, but in 2016, he the guy's a good marketer, whether he's a good businessman or whether he's a good president as to the individual's interpretation. He's a good marketer. He's able to get things, make America great again is, is a great slogan. Um, and again, whatever your political ideology, uh, I'm just this show is about marketing. It's not about politics. But Super Tuesday, so coming into that day, Joe Biden bit running or riding a big momentum wave. Michael Bloomberg spending all the money in the world, his own money, to get the word out. And then the third one, a movement. Bernie's got this youth movement of, you know, he's got this Medicare for all. He really just, you know, 
uh, tuition-free college, forgiveness of student let or uh, student debt and loans. Um, what else? He's got legalizing marijuana. He's got all these different things. So he's running really a young movement, even as a seventy-year-old guy. Um, so that's the topic today. Is that is it more important? Which one is more important in marketing? And all three may be valuable at different times, but which one is more important? Money, a movement, or momentum? So what say you, Leighton Hart? Uh, Thoughts? Man, I don't know. I I would say um, my tendency is to say that, that, that the movement is, is the most important, but you do have situations where it, it's, it's a momentum thing. Right. Like, um, you know, here in Tennessee, we have early voting, so you can go vote. You know, a couple of weeks. I'm sure lots of places do, but you can go vote a couple of weeks before right. uh, the election. And it's interesting because I cast my vote uh, last week, and uh, and everything changed between the time that that I cast my vote right. and Super Tuesday, the day that I, you know I should right. have. Cast we that live vote. in Tennessee. We voted on Super Tuesday. Yeah, right. the world changed um, between the in the seven days between when I voted and right. Um, and mainly because of the Saturday South Carolina yes. primary, right? Yeah. Bernie's riding high, huge. He had the momentum yeah. and a movement. So he had two of the three. Yeah. And he's riding high thinking he's going to walk into Super Tuesday and come out of it as the leader in the clubhouse, right? Yeah. And he's going to walk away with a ton of delegates. But all of a sudden, South Carolina happens, right? And the other thing that happened with the momentum was Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, uh, drop out. They put their weight behind Joe Biden. So again, you know, you take that momentum, you take the their campaigns, which had a lot of people behind it, you move that all to Joe or their, you know, most of them, right? They're, most of their supporters. And then, um, then, you know, Joe Biden goes to Texas, gets a big endorsement from Beto O'Rourke. Another, you know, like that's another big boost in yeah. a big delegate state. So keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no. So it's just, it's uh, the thing about a primary like this is it, until until the a party consolidates around one candidate there's so much differentiation that that has to be in play like each candidate has to be able to clearly differentiate himself or herself yes. from everybody else even in areas where like they may pretty well all be the same you know three or four of them may kind of fall in the same spot ideologically and, and policy wise and all that stuff but it's so important to differentiate during that initial stage. Yeah, and I don't want to discount Elizabeth Warren and Tulsi Gabbard. And I mean, they were in the race, but you got to, okay, from a marketing perspective, where was Warren, Elizabeth Warren at at the time? She was the second in a movement, right? She's kind of behind Bernie. She's probably behind in money to the other two or three campaigns. I mean, Bloomberg's got more than anybody. And then the momentum, she's not riding a win, right? Pete Buttigieg looked two weeks ago like he was going to take on the world after Iowa. He's riding a little bit of momentum, but it just sort of fizzled out. Um, and they weren't able to. So I think they'll probably recap and go back to the shop and say, what went wrong? Is it did, Were they able to, I remember the speech or like I heard about the speech the night that Pete Buttigieg, he kind of came out and said, we won Iowa. But it was like, it wasn't strong enough to push a bunch of people. And so it just, it didn't overwhelm the electorate. Whereas the 30 point win for Joe Biden in South Carolina, everybody was like, oh, oh, yeah. he's, he's alive. Yeah. He's in this. Oh, he's legitimate again. 
and then there was a lot of people swinging from, and also like I, I, I really liked Andrew Yang, like just like more than any, I, I like to look at all these different characters and see who's in it. And I thought he was really fun and interesting, but he's, he's out of the race at this point. So a lot of people are looking around. Who do I support? Well, Bernie had a core movement going. So he's probably number one on the movement chart, right? And he's still, he's still leading or, you know, right there at the top with Joe Biden, but it looked like he was going to come out of it of Super Tuesday and be the leader. So, but this is where we get into what matters more. Okay, but we go ahead. No, my question, my question for you is in, I'm curious if this translates into into business, into the stuff that you and I do. Absolutely. So are there brands that are momentum brands? Are there brands that are money brands? And are there brands that are movement brands? Yeah, absolutely. And, and okay, so let's look at, yeah, let's take a couple. I want to cover one thing, and then we'll come back yeah, to that sure. question. The last topic was money. So Mike Bloomberg mm-hmm. was putting in, to let's say the state of Tennessee, for example. So I heard some stats uh, on Tuesday morning that Mike Bloomberg spent $7 million in about a three or four week span. And I mean, got so much as like, we saw it on Facebook and my kids were telling me like, hey, I was on YouTube the other day. I think we should vote for Mike because, uh, you know, he's saying he's gonna fix everything. And I'm like, where did you see that? And they're like, it was on a Minecraft video on YouTube. He basically blanketed every medium TV, radio, digital, everywhere with money, but it was an experiment. Can money beat a movement or momentum? Right. Okay. So now we get back to, are there, are there brands that do this well? Yes, absolutely. So I think, but, it, but there may be that the superpower is in the combination, hmm. right? That I think you have to have a movement. Let's look at Apple, right? Apple in its early stage or when Steve Jobs kind of came back to the company, that was a movement of people, yeah. evangelists, right? People, the think dif- different campaign, the really the think different campaign when he came back and kind of came off his Pixar and next years and he had a, he was better at clarifying a message. It built a movement of people that said, I, when I have that logo on the back of my computer, it means something. I'm yeah. part of something. Yep. So there you have a movement brand. Um, they then, you know, kind of move that into, then we pick up the flywheel of momentum. Yeah. Then they put some money behind it now, and that keeps the cycle going, probably like Amazon or like, um, because word of mouth, I think, I think the movement is what you have. So when we talk about businesses out there today, the movement is what you need to put your effort into first. You have to get a core base of evangelists that will push your business forward or out of the shadows. Then you have to get the momentum. You have to get, okay, we've grown from something that's interesting, or we've grown from something that a core group of people are evangelizing. Now we have to get momentum into the, and and there's a great book called um, Crossing the Chasm, by Jeffrey Jeffrey Moore, which talks about the movement from kind of a uh, niche cult brand into the second level of mainstream brand, and then how do you cross the chasm? How do you get to that flywheel effect where everybody kind of knows about you subconsciously or consciously? Then I think you have then you have the ability that once you've made some revenue, 
you've got the money to then put it in and then get that movement moves into momentum, then you take the money to make the momentum bigger. And sometimes money can backfire, though, because if you put your money into the wrong ad that alienates people or, I mean, sometimes polarization can be the right thing. Look what Nike did with Colin Kaepernick. They they took a chance to put that money into Colin Kaepernick, and it it short term had a bunch of you know explosive backfire. But long term, their stock price went up, their revenues went up. So they they took a chance with their money to say we're going to go deeper into this movement that had momentum, and we're you know we grow bigger. So I think that there's some. I think that's the formula that we're talking about today is which one matters more. Um, I think the Biden, this example for Super Tuesday says momentum matters more. But Joe's movement was being Barack Obama's vice president. Mm-hmm. Like he is he has a movement behind him. Obviously, the African-American vote, vote came out huge for Joe Biden on Super Tuesday. So when you look at that, there's a movement in the background. But then he got momentum from South Carolina then that moves into then he's able to you build up some money then you spend the money to compound the gains i guess so that's yeah, yeah. no and that's right and any money that was flowing to those to the other candidates you know will now consolidate behind behind him right uh, which creates more momentum and uh, and all that that's so i i guess that's what i'm saying today is in my mind that's the formula is that if brands are really going to invest time, if you're a young brand or if you're a brand that needs to start over, you need to build a core group of evangelists. You need to build a movement. You need to build people that are behind you. Go ahead. So you see this almost like a life cycle, like sort of the flow is, is movement, momentum, money comes or, or what's the, what would you see as the order being? Yeah. Yeah. No. And then money comes in and then you spend that money to compound the momentum. momentum. So, You take that messaging that's out there, throw another M in there, right? Um, you take the messaging that's out there and you're just compounding it. And, and again, ads can backfire. Money can backfire, can hurt your company. So that's why the, in that critical stage, you have to look at it and you have to say, let's use the money to basically reinforce how we got here. Values, branding. Don't take the money and then be like, ooh, now we're going to be something different and we're going to be something like, no, it's to take the core values, maybe the founder's mission, and then perpetuate that. Take it, compound it, build on it. And I think that's the way, yes, your life cycle example can do it. Because then sometimes, and as you evolve and as things innovate through time, um, you you do have to start over at some point. Mm -hmm. Like- you know, Walmart's probably going through that and has gone that through that over the last few years is Amazon comes in. And it's like, well, how do we reinvent ourselves? Well, now they're getting a bunch of people behind the let's take this as an example behind the, the customer pickup. Right. A lot of people are adopting that. They put a nice app behind it. They got a nice customer experience behind it. And Food City and a lot of other brands are doing very similar things. But Walmart is, is a grand scale global company. So they had to sort of reinvent themselves to make it convenient to be a convenience leader. So you take that. We need to create a movement with that. Well, now they have some momentum. Now they're taking money, and you can see they spent a Super Bowl ad just pushing the pickup 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. They took all things out and said, this is working for us, so we're going to put the money behind this thing. Yeah. Because it speaks to our values, but it's also the thing that's catching momentum. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's another maybe case study or example or formula that can work Fantastic. for people. So um, I think that's it. I think that's what, what, what else you got? You got any more? Uh, this went great. Uh, when you sent me this topic yesterday, I was terrified. <laughs> I have a degree in political science. I hate talking about politics. So I, I think this went the way it was supposed to go. Yeah, absolutely. This, this show is not about politics, but it, but politics is a great case study for marketing and communications and it PR. Is. It is. Because really it's about clarity of, of communication and it's about these core principles. It's about building a movement gaining momentum, maybe using money to reinforce that or those things. And then, yeah, again, evolving through time, always innovating, always renewing your, yourself, but still coming back to your core values. So I think this is marketing 101 stuff right here. All right, that's it for this week on Marketing Networks. Again, check out the Market Street Media Podcast Network. You can go to marketstreet.media and check out, go to the podcast tab, but go to any part of that. And check that out. We think you'll like all the podcasts. I'm happy and proud to be part of the network. And share this episode with one person today that may benefit from it. It helps to grow the show. Always rate and review. We appreciate those as well. For Late and Hard, I'm Drew Bedard. We'll see you next time.